Welcome to Becoming Limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Becoming Limitless podcast. I have a guest episode for you today that is going to completely open your eyes. You're going to go on a journey and learn something that I learned a couple of years ago that changed the entire way I plan my business, I set up my workshops, I plan my, you know, productive days and my less productive days, and it's all based on your cycle. So have you ever noticed that one week, like you'll feel super productive in your business and you are just checking everything off of your list. You have time for more. You have all of this energy. And then like a week or so later, you, you're doing the same things, but you just, it's, it doesn't come as easy. You're not as focused. Maybe you need a nap. Maybe you just feel kind of like retreating a little bit. Like have you ever noticed that or, or like this, how about sometimes in your business, you really feel out going and social, like you want to be doing interviews and you want to be talking to clients and you want to be growing your business and you really feel like putting yourself out there. And then the next couple of days you want to stay in your pajamas and maybe stay off camera instead. Well, if this is you and you've ever experienced this and wonder what the heck is going on, I have good news. This is totally normal and it has to do with your female monthly hormone cycle. Yes. So in this episode, I am joined by women's health coach and TEDx speaker, Dinara Mook, to uncover how we can optimize the way we run our business by using a holistic and evidence-based approach called cycle syncing. So here's why this is so important. After I learned this, and you're going to go into detail with us in this podcast, we're going to teach you how, but I now know at what part of my cycle to plan my masterclasses and my live trainings and my podcast interviews so that I am communicating the clearest and I have the most energy. I also know what time of the month based on my hormones to take some time off and plan a little extra, you know, sliding time in my calendar where I'm not fully committed. And I also know when to do all my organizing, calendaring, scheduling, to send out pitches, to go after things, to work on the growth phase of my business and I know what weeks of the month to help wrap things up, complete projects, kind of settle in for the next phase in my business. And this has made such a difference in managing my energy. So I'm so excited to have Dinara on today to teach you how to hack your cycle for brain and productivity optimization. So without waiting any longer, let's jump into this interview. Hi, Dinara. How's your day going? So good. So good to see you. How are you, Tanessa? Oh, I'm doing good. I've been dying like literally last night. I know when I was supposed to be having all the good sleep because that's kind of my thing. I was really mm -hmm. excited to talk about this because this has been something that has been in my sphere of awareness and influence, what we're talking about today. And it is something I feel that unless you have been intentionally introduced to it, like you're going to be today, then it's not even something you think to think about. It's kind of like sleep. We always just thought I go to bed, I wake up. What more is there to know? But there's so much more to know. So today we're diving into all things women's health, hormones, cycle syncing. Oh my gosh, it's going to be such 
a good episode and I'm excited to have you guys tune in. So let's just start off the top because we all want to know who are you and how did you get into this field? Yeah, this is so exciting. Um, well, I'm Dinara and I'm a women's health coach and a TEDx speaker. So my journey with my periods, with my body, with my health began sort of how probably most of the people's journeys have begun that suffered with their own health issues. So in my early 20s, I used to have mega painful periods. At one point, I remember this day, it was so painful that I had to call an ambulance and the ambulance arrived because I thought my appendix has ruptured. And upon the ambulance arriving, inspecting me, they basically told me, no, your appendix is intact. It's just your period cramps, which was just such a blowing up my mind kind of notion. I was like, period cramps can hurt that much? And they said, yes, in fact, you should count your lucky stars because most women suffer with it for about, they can have anywhere from three to seven days. With you, it's just one day. Here is some super, super strong painkillers and off you go. And off I went, believing to this notion that being a woman is actually some sort of diagnosis. And in fact, the pain that I was experiencing was sort of normal. And then on sort of, I went on about my life for many years from there on. Then I decided to go on birth control, which I thought is going to fix my pain, except um, a couple of months later, the period arrived back and the pain returned. But now I was gaining weight and I was getting moody and I was developing anxiety. I was losing sleep. It's just all of the symptoms that started to follow. And I just clued in in my mind that I think it could be the birth control pill. So I got off of it and that sort of started me on my journey to health on my own. And at first um, I used to struggle with weight issues. So I tried to lose weight and I was doing it like everybody else was doing it. I was exercising more and eating less. Um, and I would lose weight. And as soon as I sort of let go of the reins for a minute, I gained right all of it back and then some. So that was really frustrating. On top of it, my period continuously to be painful. I was an emotional wreck prior about a week or two before my period. And I was just continuously fatigued, exhausted and losing sleep. And then I remember one day having a conversation with my friend and she asked me one simple question. So how are your periods? And I was like, oh, I hate it. I wish I was a boy. I just wish them away. And she was like, this is, you know, that this period is there's the most beautiful process and it should never hurt. And this and that. And that notion was so foreign to me, but it just got me so excited. And then when I began to look into period health, that's how I discovered hormones and that's how I understood our cycle and how magical it can be so having fixed myself I basically quit my job and decided to start a business and last year I spoke on TEDx stage about it because now I'm just so passionate about getting this info to other people and as you said unless you introduce to this info it's not something that we taught in school and it's not something that we necessarily know so I'm super excited to be sharing it chatting with you about it and therefore sharing with your audience. Yeah, it is such a fascinating field. And especially like what you said, most of us that end up in some type of health consulting or coaching do end up experiencing those issues ourselves, right? So, I mean, I've been on my own journey with, we're going to talk all about cycle thinking. We're talking about PMS. We're talking about hormonal birth control today, but beyond this, just being a health podcast of something that you can, you know, learn about that. We want to keep it centered around how it's affecting your business. So you're, if you're thinking like, how does this affect my business? This is going to blow your mind this episode. Because when I first started learning about the brain changes that happen during your cycle, especially if you're not supporting it and like 
we're going to talk about like the different phases that you go through in your cycle and how your brain changes and how you can work best during certain parts of your cycle. So this is not just a conversation about periods between friends here. This is literally like, let's use this and make your brain work better. So in tune with becoming limitless, that's what we're talking about today. So let's talk about something that I'd never heard about before. And I know that you specialize in what on earth is cycle syncing? Amazing. I love that question, especially for the audience members that perhaps never heard of that notion. I'm always excited to kind of blow your minds a little bit. And like you're right. And we sort of talked about the fact that you never taught about this in school, but actually your menstrual cycle and your period are two different things. They're part of the same process, but your menstrual cycle is not your period. And quite often when we talk about menstruation, we think about it as a as absence and the presence of our period, which is so much more. Your menstrual cycle is in fact, this entire hormone fluctuation throughout your body. And it's basically in sync with the rhythm that women are so, um, that women live through, but don't necessarily know about known the infradian rhythm. So sort of to kind of introduce the cycle syncing prior, I wanna take a step back and kind of explain how we as people, quite rhythmical in nature, we've got our circadian rhythm, which is our waking and sleeping time, basically the time that um, when it's light, we get up, when it's dark, we come, we go to sleep, the melatonin levels re- release and so on. So we've got our 24 hour clock cycle. But as women, we have this whole other cycle and it's called the infradian rhythm. And it kicks in at the time of puberty and it takes us all the way out to menopause. And it goes in the rhythm of your menstrual cycle. So the average length can go anywhere from 25 to 35 days, but um, on average, it's about 28 days. So throughout this chat, I'll refer to it as 28 days just for the simplicity and explanation of it. So, and throughout this um, menstrual cycle, our body changes, your brain changes, as you mentioned, the way that our hormones um, affect the changes in our body and how they affect our hormones changes, how we, how focused we are, how creative we are, how outgoing we are, how much we want to sometimes just curl up and not see the outside world. But it also affects other systems in our body. It affects our immune system. So many women that I work with, and actually perhaps some of you listeners know this, if you ever felt like you caught a cold just before your period, the reason being is because that's your immune system responds differently to viruses and bugs during the second half of your cycle. So sort of prior to your period, it also affects your digestion and how your hormones exit your body and how at some points your metabolism gets speeds up at other points, your metabolism slows down and I'll break down how those things happen. And it also affects our stress response. So if you are women, like as most of your audience, women in business, typically, if you notice that sort of in a, about a week or two before your period, if you wake up consistently and worrying about things like, I can't believe I didn't pose this, I got to do this interview, I can't believe I said this to my sister. So the reason that happens is because our stress response gets quite heightened in the second half of our cycle. So this infradian rhythm sort of governs all these key systems within our body. And whenever our circadian rhythm gets disrupted, like think about jet lag, you just completely feel out of, um, out of alignment, out of balance. We don't tend to pay attention to this other second rhythm, which is our infradian rhythm. And once that gets disrupted, that's when we experience PMS, period pain, fatigue, um, some more complex conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome, what it can affect our fertility and 
the list the list sort of goes on but i believe the latest statistic that i've read almost 85% of women have some sort of hormonal imbalances and more often than not because we're not living in sync with our infradian rhythm or in sync with our cycle so that brings me to cycle syncing so this menstrual cycle has a four distinct phases and each phase requires different support requires different support nutritionally energetically how we move um what sort of lifestyle we do how we plan our work how we do business and by syncing different activities nutrition and exercise to different phases you essentially sync with your cycle and when you do that you optimize your body for maximum performance you burn out less you Essentially, the idea is by syncing with your cycle, you feel more in flow with your body, you're less burned out, you sleep better, a lot of the stuff that you specialize in, and so on, so on. So it drives our lives on the background. And once we know that information, the life just gets so much easier, specifically living in a female body. Oh, I love that. Like we, I don't think we are aware of how much our cycles affect our body. And you guys have heard me talk about circadian rhythms all the time, like, and how it affects our sleep and everything like that. And if, if you haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes of the podcast, I'm going to bring you up to speed in like 30 seconds. A circadian rhythm is a 24 hour rhythm. Like say, for example, you get a cortisol release in the morning and it happens again the next morning at the same time every morning. Infradian rhythms, which Dinara is talking about, are rhythms that are longer than 24 hours. So think of the cycle. Like she said, it's on average 25 to 35 days. And we also have a really cool thing called an ultradian rhythm, which are less than 24 hours. And your digestive tract is one of this. Like that blew my mind learning that alone is that everything in your body is governed by a rhythm that happens naturally. So when we are not following those rhythms, you are literally fighting the natural flow of your genetics and your body. So whether it's your sleep, whether it's your digestion, or whether it's like Dinara is talking about your cycle, when you aren't supporting that with your lifestyle choices and food and nutrition and stuff like that, it's essentially like giving yourself, like you said, jet lag to your cycle. It all affects it. Yeah. It's so important to talk about. So t- tell me, what would you say? Like, if, if I knew nothing about this, this is my first time hearing this. What does it look like or feel like when your cycle is out of sync? What are things we look for? Yeah, so I think some of the most significant sort of um, indicators that your cycle is off is a lot of women begin to see gynecological issues or they begin to see sort of um, endocrine-related issues. And endocrine is hormone-related issues. So quite often, if you wake up in the morning and you consistently wake up fatigued and then you mega awake at night, which is something that your listeners probably quite familiar with, which shows shows imbalance, um, PMS, premenstrual syndrome, so anything from uh, brain fog to cramping to uh, low energy, fatigue, mood swings, getting very emotional with your husband or like I used to have a client who used to just would cry a week before her period because like the milk would spill or like the water would spill on the floor and she would just get so emotional and she came to me because like I can't control my emotions I become this different person a week before your period and when you think about it on the grand scale if you experiencing a week before your period this nightmare time where you're emotional not quite sure who is taking over your body and then you go into your period and that's painful and crampy you lose almost half of the month 
to um, discomfort, both physical and emotional. If you, and that's a lot of time, that's like half a year. If we really, if people are really experiencing, and these issues, I'm not talking, they're not isolated things. I think so many women are used to it. And I do Instagram polls consistently to check in with my audience to see how are your energy? Where are you? Do you feel moody? Do you feel emotional? And without a doubt, 80%, 90% of people always have these symptoms, which is just shows sort of like the massive, umbrella of how many um, imbalances that women experience without the, in their bodies without they don't really like they don't need to do it if they do know this information and like the cycle syncing has become such a key and I like that you said about variety of rhythms because I think rhythmical cyclical thing is very it's a very feminine in nature and I think for us women like we are we go in seasons we are very cyclical, we are very rhythmical. And the more of that we bring into our life, the more in flow we get with our bodies. Oh, I love what you said about if we don't address and start syncing our cycles, we are spending a week to two weeks of every single month, letting it affect the quality of our life and our businesses. And I mean, I've had clients that they can't focus on anything for a week. They, they feel like they need to eat everything in the fridge without stopping their sleep is disruptive. They're overheating at night. They find that, you know, they're, they procrastinate, they can't focus. And the anxiety I find is one of the things that I'm constantly coaching on. It's like, there will be days where it's, these are the, I always say to my clients when they come to me and they're like, I'm going to shut down my business. I can't take this anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm like, what week of your cycle are you in now? And I can always tell because it's just something that hasn't been um, addressed yet or synced yet or our sleep or our food and all of this stuff is so out of balance and not aware of the hormones going on. So exactly what you said, like if you're finding that you're losing a week of your life every year to emotions, overeating, um, you know, poor sleep, exhaustion. This is like a, I can't wave a red flag big enough. And I mean, this, I went through this journey myself, much like Dinara did. And when you get to the other side of it, it's like, it's like when you fix your sleep or you stop eating processed foods all the time, you're like, how did I go through my life feeling like that and not address yeah. it? So I love to hear, what do you think PMS is supposed to be like? Oh, well, I don't think we should have necessarily uh, like severe premenstrual cycle that we do, but uh, PMS been, it's sort of been abbreviated because it's become such a culturally acceptable condition. It's been abbreviated to things like, please meet Satan or like, um, forgot the other ones, but these are some of my favorite ones because that's how we feel during that time. So what it sh- what your period should feel like. So a week before your period, it's normal to have a bit of a lower energy. You have a different hormone that's releases and sort of in play during that time. And its entire job is to make you feel calmer, make you feel leveled out and make you feel less anxious. What we actually tend to see is that people get more anxious and more moody during the, like a week prior to their period, where if their hormones were balanced, they would have naturally, um, I guess I'll, I should introduce the hormones. So we've got in our first half of the cycle, we've got our we've got three main hormones that are at play. So after our period, we kick in this uh, the first phase called the follicular phase as our estrogen level is slowly rising. Then we get into our ovulation, which is the time when um, we're quite outgoing. This is the fertility window for most of women. This is when our estrogen is peaking. We'll also have our testosterone that's surging. This is the time for a lot of energy, outgoing, sort of being out there in the world. And then post-ovulation, we go into our second half of our cycle, which is um, called the luteal phase, and then into menstruation. And during luteal phase, we've got this 
second, uh, third hormone that kicks in, and that's called progesterone. And progesterone's entire role is to like calm our nervous system, is to get our more leveled up, is to keep our mood stable. So as far as the PMS and what that should look like, having mild fluctuations in your mood and your energy is normal. Having a period pain where you feel like cats are like a little bit scratching, but the hot water bottle should be more than enough. And you should just naturally sort of travel through that time um, as like, I like to call it for me, my period now sneaks up on me before it used to be this dramatic entrance. And now it's like, now it's just comes in and you're like, oh, didn't even notice it. It's just yesterday telling my partner and I'm like, do you remember how angry I used to be during my luteal phase? And now my hormones are so balanced. And like his quality of life has increased because my hormones have got balanced. So you taking care of your body and you actually understanding different fluctuations, not only impact you, but it'll impact how you show up in the world, how your business looks in the world because you are the main driver behind that vehicle and how you take care as a mother, how you take care of your children. It literally shows up in every single cycle, uh, in every single area of your life. So I think that every woman who either coaches, trains, heals, helps other women needs to be cycle informed, period. There's no other options because your hormones just simply ride the show in the background. But interestingly, we don't really think about our hormones until like puberty, pregnancy and menopause, but they are there the whole time. So the more we are aware of what's happened with our body, the life will just get um, so much easier, both in personal and uh, professional lives. Oh, I love that. It made me for some reason think when I was 13, we had like mm-hmm. such minimal health education and they gave us this like goofy little booklet about everything you need to know about your period. And I kept that thing under my pillow because I was like, this whole period thing hasn't shown up yet, but I'm prepared. And I remember specifically, there was this one sentence in that little brochure. And it's like, you're going to have over 400 something periods in your lifetime. So instead of approaching it with like, Uh, dread think bring it on and I've had this weird little bring it on attitude every single time like I I always just get a good giggle and I wonder I wonder where in my my boxes of storage that little period booklet is now because I'd love to pass that on to my daughter because it was such a different message than what we're you know conditioned to otherwise but um so let's sorry hundred percent. Like we, we're not taught that our period is this empowering thing. Unfortunately, we're taught that the period is like this sort of hindrance of a thing and like, oh, like just here's the path, here's the tampons and like, try not to worry about it. And the way we introduced to it, it's like, okay, so your period is here. Like make sure you take care of yourself during when that happens and maybe don't get pregnant if that's what not you're planning to do as opposed to teaching us is this is this beautiful fluctuations and bring it on it's such a wonderful time for our brains for our bodies for just our spiritually energetically physically but the message that we should be giving with people absolutely is changing the narrative is like yes it's so exciting as opposed to like oh this is this is going to be a dreadful which yeah. is, I think, what people feel nowadays. When it yeah, comes learn to, to work with it instead of fighting yeah. it, right? So, okay, let's shift gears here and talk about our cycles and our businesses specifically. Because um, I know we've had some conversations before this has started and, and I've mm-hmm. you know done a lot of reading on this. I find this fascinating, but where you are in your cycle affects how you show up in your business. And one of the things that I learned, and I'll, I'll get her to go into detail about it, but like, 
I specifically, if you take a masterclass with me and I am not pregnant, it is always during a certain time in my cycle because I'm going to be a better teacher during that time. And there, I plan my business with my cycle because I know when I'm, I I know when to play up my strengths. So why don't you start um, at the beginning? I don't do, okay, here's a good question. Do you consider day one, day one of the period and the bleed, or do you consider day one, the first day of the follicular phase? And then maybe let's start there and go through. And so um, maybe how our, how we can best utilize our brain during our business during those times. Yeah, so logically, it would make sense to, it's like the way I've sort of taught, learned initially is follicular phase, because this is sort of the beginning, the hormones begin to rise would be the day one. But for the simplicity of seeing exactly what's happening, for most of the women, it's easy to identify beginning of menstrual phase as the day one, because this is the day of your full flow, full period. So this is when you you actually see that it happens. So for those of you that are listening and you're like, this cycle thing sounds awesome. Um, wait for your next period, day one, and begin to track because it'll just, it's one of those things, I call it a gift that keeps on giving because it just gives you so much more insight every single every single cycle as you go through it. But the day one will, uh, is the menstrual phase. That's our sort of period. And then from there, you want to look at things like the length of your cycle altogether, the length of your period, how long the flow is, and just make sure that health-wise it sort of stays within normal range. And then you can elevate and bring those things into your business and bring those things into your work. So um, follicular phase is after your period ends, you begin into your follicular and ovulatory phase, sort of the first time of your first half of your cycle. And then after ovulation, we go into luteal and menstrual phase, which is the second half of your cycle. And the reason that I like them to split them up like this, because I really, within my business, I really like using masculine and feminine energy just to understand how we operate. So the masculine energy is very much like go, go, do, do, to-do list, accomplish, success, do this. Like, it's just a very like driven sort of action-driven activities. And then the feminine side is more of a, when we turn into our feminine energies, post-ovulation and going into menstrual phase, that's when we prefer to go a bit inward, analyzing and sort of more understanding and feeling in with our work. But interestingly enough, and this is kind of the beauty of nature. So in the first half of your cycle, within the follicular and ovulatory phase, so sort of after your period ends for about two weeks, yes, you are you're more masculine in nature. This is the time to go for tasks, to accomplish things, to uh, put out the ideas out there, to talk in front of people, to interact. But as far as um, yourself, you kind of become more feminine because this is also the time when we're more outgoing. I, I tend to choose different clothing. I wear a red lipstick. So my body is sort of in in the very feminine word, but yet my actions are very masculine driven. They very much go, go, go out there. And then after ovulation in the second half of my cycle, when it comes to my business activities specifically, um, I begin to analyze things more. I begin to bring things to completion. I'm sort of, I retrieve a little bit more. I, I do less just like um, Eugenia, I do, le do less of interviews, do less of like master classes, just because my energy is more, it's going to go more inwards. But um my sort of and then we kind of switch that energy so our our body kind of goes we kind of sit down a little bit and our energy goes more much more inward so looking at those things you basically plan your business that's kind of sort of the the simple part of it but when we look at the entire cycle so our menstrual my own menstruation is sort of 
um, our inner winter. So this is the time when we kind of retrieve and we, uh, it's a good time to analyze things. It's a good time to reflect on how things have been going on. And there's a very specific reason physiologically why that happens. Well, um, they've done some brain scans during this specific time. So during the period, women's left hemisphere and right hemisphere actually have the most enhanced communication between each other. So meaning it's a good time to tap into your um, like left and right brain hemisphere, a good time to tap into your logical and emotional side. So it's a good time to reflect, tap into intuition. For me during this time, I do a lot of meditation and intuition. If I've started a new program and I was like, did it, did it actually yield the results? Should I continue with this? So it's a good time for me to kind of slow down and reflect on what's been happening. After that winter, our follicular phase, which is our inner spring and kind of like, um, the nature wakes up, you do as well. So you, you all of a sudden have all these ideas and you probably notice like when you come out of your period, kind of coming out of the woodwork, you just have all this incoming energy. And I actually have a brainstorming folder on my phone because I have so many ideas during this time. This is the time when I put a lot of my stuff into work. So it's a good planning phase. And then we go into our ovulatory phase. And during this time, we have our communication channels are much more open, meaning we can express ourselves so much more clearly. So this is when you can schedule IG lives, podcast recordings, interviews, and so on, and actually be this expressive person connecting with people, interviewing, creating deals, anything that involves you getting out there and connecting with people. Uh, so it's a good time to connect and sort of really grow your business. And then you go into your inner fall, which is our luteal phase. And during this time, your brain is actually much more prone to focusing on the long, uh, on activities that require long focus and uh, require you to sort of concentrate on things more. So everything that you've dreamed up during your inner sort of spring and um, summer and talking to people and creating all of these initiatives, now the fall is sort of like gifted to us that we can actually complete those tasks because we're able to focus on things, we're able to go one-on-one -on -one, and then we go back into our winter and we're like, okay, did this work? And it kind of goes in circles like this and it becomes such a beautiful system getting you so much more in the flow with your body with your physiology and with your work so you don't burn out and actually enjoy your work I love that I love that so if it let's put it I'm going to give you guys just some rough ideas for days now keep in mind what Dinara said is that you know our cycles are all different lengths but if we were to just kind of give you an idea because you're hearing all these new words like luteal phase follicular phase ovulatory phase and I remember when I first learned them I was like so many words, but here, let's keep it really simple. If you start your period on day one, let's just say it lasts five days, right? So that is what, what Dinar called your inner winter, meaning you take some time downtime. I actually take a whole extra day off work every week during this week, because I like to nap and I like to make sure that my body is in peak condition. So it's kind of what I like to do here. But then beyond that, your follicular phase, like she said, it's your more masculine energies in terms of your planning, your, um, your scheduling, you're going after things, you're in the growth phase, seven to 10 days. Would you say that's about right for that? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's about that. Yeah. And then you go into your ovulatory phase, which is think of like you being the super communicator. You are clear. Your sentences come out easy. Your brain feels like it's on fire with energy and it's working. That's your ovulation. So we know ovulations when your egg drops and that's about three to four days. And then depending on your cycle length, honestly, that last phase called your luteal phase, when you're wrapping things up and that's 10 to 14 days, really all just depending on your cycle. So menstruation, uh, your, your menstrual phase is when you're doing your bleeding, 
then you have your follicular phase, then your ovulation or your ovulatory phase, and then your luteal phase. So if your pain was all swimming, which I read this stuff and I totally get it makes sense. But I hope that that has helped clear that up differently. But like, I love what you said. One thing I wanted you to touch on though, is what I found fascinating is the difference between why as women with this infradian rhythm, meaning our cycles where our hormones are not stable. Like we don't get hormones that rise and fall at the same time every day, like in a 24 hour cycle, our hormones are consistently fluctuating, changing throughout the course of our month. But the way we like to operate is we like to fit ourselves into the male hormone role because that's all we know. And I want Dinara to talk a little bit about that and explain the difference. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I think we kind of get to get to know things whenever it's drawn in comparison. So you're absolutely right. We tend to, how we sort of standard do work right now for many women is we wake up, we have this task list on our calendar. We got to get done, done, done. List of things that needs to be accomplished. And um, for those of you that just hearing information about cycle for the first time, sometimes we get to the period of time when we're like just getting rushing through these tasks. And there's times when we're like, this is you're looking at your calendar makes you nauseous. You're like, oh, there is no way I can accomplish all this. But actually knowing when to schedule things, you'd be able to accomplish all of it and do it with so much more ease. But the reason we've sort of done it this way is because men, these beautiful fluctuations of the hormones that um, we sort of summarized, men have the same similar fluctuations, but their hormones mimic the circadian rhythm. So they mimic the 24 hour clock and theirs goes something like this. So their inner winter where we menstruate, where their hormones replenish actually happens when they sleep. And it's typically testosterone and the cortisol are the primary hormones that work within their bodies. So they replenish during the winter and then they, but about six o'clock in the morning, five, six o'clock in the morning, this is where their hormones are at the maximum level. That's why men wake up quite often energetic. That's why we have books like 5, 5 a.m. morning club, whatever that is, because it works for men beautifully. And they, um, and then for about, so they woke up, this begins their inner spring, which takes them till about um, two, three o'clock or so. This is, so if you notice during corporate clock is mimics this a lot because a lot of the important meetings take place around 10 to sort of before lunchtime. And that's uh, because men's uh, sort of cognitive abilities are at peak during that time. Then at about three, four o'clock, men's testosterone and cortisol begins to wane. So their focus decreases, but their communication channels open. So if you think about it, all of our happy hours are scheduled around four, three, four, five o'clock, because this is when they socialize. At about seven o'clock, their hormones begin to wane. They go into their inner fall. Then we're just interested to sit in front of the TV, watch Netflix and sort of chill out. So, and then they go to bed and it happens over again. 24 hours, the same thing in and out. Women have never really stopped and asked, does this 24 hour clock works for us? Um, and I think a lot of the problems with hormonal imbalances, with fertility issues. Uh, women are 50% more burned out than men. Uh, we demand on ourselves more things. Happens because we try to fit in within this 24-hour clock. And actually, I would like to challenge you and like stretch those, stretch your tasks and begin to schedule things uh, during follicular phases, perhaps while well, you will, especially if you're a woman entrepreneur, you have the beautiful gift that you have is the, the sort of the ownership of your schedule. Were you able to do that? So some of the things that I began to do is, and I do it with my clients, I put in the calendar, the Google calendar, and we just color out like a springtime, inner, inner spring, inner winter, inner 
summer and we try to schedule the activities prior to the month to fit in as much as possible. And having said that, like life happens, it's not ideal. Sometimes we will be doing things that is out of sync, but knowing what to do when that happens. So I am um, in my luteal phase at the moment. And most of my presentations usually happen during my ovulation. But if I do it in my luteal phase, I just take more breaks after. I'll just probably go have a cup of tea and just replenish it. Smother yourself in self-care when you have to do the tasks that take you out of your out of your sort of cyclical phase to-do list kind of area and kind of adapt it this way and begin. And it's kind of one of those practice work, but you will notice the results yield so much quicker and so much ease. Um, I'm a big fan. <laughs> no kidding, right? I, I love this. This th- To make this super practical, think about this. You know how there's times where you get everything done on your to-do list. You're on fire. You're go, go, go. You just feel like you are on top of the world. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't stay focused as easily. I can't get, you know, get through my task. Everything's getting pushed off. Everything feels more stressful. And we we like to say, what the heck is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? But I think once we recognize that our bodies aren't designed to fit into that male 24 hour hormone work pattern, Mm -hmm. I think it opens up the conversation for compassion with ourselves instead of being so hard on ourselves. Like I need a lot of, a lot of my clients come to work with me because they want to improve their productivity, but to what end, especially when you're fighting your genetic hormones, you know what I mean? And like, yes, your physiology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like instead there should be that conversation of compassion. Like I'm in my winter right now. I'm not going to go and sign up and get a booth at a networking event and stand there, hand out cards, be conversational because we really just want to be watching like Emily in Paris with, oh, I don't know, Emily in Paris. I know, but like <laughs> that, that uh, what I want you guys is just for you to consider this, that if you don't feel like you're being your most productive, instead of being hard on yourself, consider where am I in my cycle? And the same thing I talk about with my clients with their sleep, with their food, with their exercise. Cause you know how there's sometimes you feel like your workouts are so easy. And then Mm -hmm. other times you're like, that was so hard. And I did the same thing two weeks ago, or your heart rate is higher, or you feel like you can't lift as much weight, or you don't want to do anything instead of beating ourselves up. We really need to have that compassion and ask ourselves, like now that you have this awareness, You can ask yourself, where am I in my cycle? Does this make sense with the season I'm in? And if it doesn't, how can I create? Well, I love what you said, more breaks to accommodate that. Oh, so good. Yeah. So, and like, it's not about what you can do because you can do everything, but it's about when the question is not, it's like, oh, how can I, like, what can I do in order to do this? Like when there's time for everything. And I think that the cyclical awareness, that's what it tends to bring. Absolutely. Uh, one more thing we're going to talk about before we, before we wrap up take, cause honestly, like, I feel like this conversation could go on much, much longer. I want to talk about hormonal birth control. Um, one of the first things before we jump into this conversation, neither of us are doctors, so please don't go neither. and stop your, your hormonal treatments or your birth controls without consulting your doctor first. But I want you to use this next little segment as an awareness and a grounds with which to start asking questions of your healthcare provider so that you can find what works best for you. Because we know that the medical system, as lovely as our amazing doctors are, we are taught to walk around with prescription in hand, and it is just the easiest way to deal with a lot of problems without addressing some of the lifestyle, food, and everything factors going on. And 
I know before I became pregnant, having been on the mini pill, which is a progesterone only pill, I have suffered from debilitating, and I've gone into this on this podcast, um, debilitating anxiety, which had me seeking out treatment, outpatient treatment in a hospital to deal with it. And, you know, I was taught mindfulness. I was taught um, being grounded. I was taught about different thinking processes and everything like that. And it, it kind of helped, but I read the first book I ever read on um, biohacking your cycle was called in the flow by Alyssa Vitti. And I've read passages from it on this podcast because it's so impactful. I remember her talking in this book and saying, well, this whole concept of biohacking your cycle is all good in theory, but if you are on a hormonal birth control, it is a synthetic cycle and a synthetic, you're not even really getting a period. It's a withdrawal bleed. And you can't really biohack and effectively use your cycle the same way when you're on hormonal birth control. So I did come off of as a personal choice came off of it. And my personal experience was my anxiety evaporated and something I've been struggling with for 18 years. I'm talking like treatment, medication, everything like that. And being free of that, but being told this whole time that birth control would fix that. And I know that you have a very strong, passionate stance on birth control. And so, like we said, this is not us telling you to go off birth control. This is us saying this might be a great place to open a conversation with your medical provider with some information about your body. So I'm going to let you take it from there. Talk to us a little bit about birth yeah. control and what you see going wrong. Hundred percent. Well, I think same similar to your experience. I was in two different types of birth control, and I was an IUD as well. And I was just experienced complete change in personality. And I'm very like happy, outgoing. But my friend called me one day and said, um, "I think you should come off of that thing." And I'm like, "What thing? What are you talking about?" It's like you've changed. Like you're a different person. And that was such a awaken, like such a alarm bell in my hand so the moment I got rid of IUD I just like I've, I've regained libido return I just returned like my mood came back up and which is such a which is the continuous things that I hear from women that they experience this and I guess the idea of it is not to get you off of birth control so much but more so for you to understand what it does to your body so you're able to make the choice just because um it does work for some women. There are some women with some serious conditions and if they're not on it and they lose so much blood, they lose so much iron, they're just weak for the rest of the cycle. So there are certainly reasons why, like why that is useful. The conventional medicine is lovely and it's there for a reason and it's done leaps and bounds in progressing us as far as health and longevity. But the way that conventional medicine approaches a disease is like, it's a, there is a pill, we're either going to send you with a pill home or we're going to do your labs and it's going to be normal and off you go. And so many women don't feel normal with the normal labs. And so many women are put either on the pill or on medication in order to sort of help them with um help them with their conditions. But I guess in the short of it is the way that birth control works basically shuts down the communication between your brain and your ovaries. So that way your body doesn't ovulate because when you don't ovulate, you don't, um, you don't produce that you don't have period, you're unable to get pregnant and so on. But there is a large number of women that went on birth control for contraceptive reasons. And there is a large number of women that went on it for controlling of symptoms, things like acne, 
things like heavy irregular periods. In the effort to try to regulate it, we begin to shut down the communication between our brain and our ovaries, which is when you think about it, it's very like um, in, invasive process. And when we 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 spoke earlier on this podcast how our reproductive system and menstrual cycle affects our brain, how we focus, our digestion, our moods, our immune system. So when you shut down that system, naturally you're going to feel. That's why we feel anxiety. We feel loss of libido. We feel some women lose hair. Some women have um, some women's skin clears up. Some women experience extreme dryness. So it's sort of like. If you notice that you went on a birth control and all of a sudden you're feeling all of these things, then perhaps there is a time to talk about alternatives. And there are many to symptom prevention. If you own the birth control because you're trying to control a symptom, birth control will rarely solve it. It'll mask the issue, sort of like a band-aid. So it'll synthetically shut down your hormones. So you no longer have these beautiful fluctuations of creativity, productivity, inspiration. You'll sort of stay flat. And um, some, like for some people, perhaps it's needed and it's possible, but if you are for some sort of a symptom reason, the best solution is to always try to find the root cause of that issue. So if your acne is flaring up, why is it going on? Do you have any gut imbalances? Is there, um, are you eating things that are inflaming your skin? Like find out those reasons before you begin to take medication to try to cure something that is so manageable through lifestyle. And as far as contraceptive, if you on it not to get pregnant, uh, fertility awareness methods, there is different um, condoms and different uh, solutions to actually not put the hormones in your body and not shut down the major system in your body. And as we see that echoes through so many, to so many health issues that we see with women, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, you said that beautifully. It like, if we want to take advantage of the natural springs and winters and summers in our body, by shutting mm-hmm. down our hormones, we don't, we almost, we almost experience more of the male type hormone patterns of just less yeah. variety, less fluctuation, which well, they which, call it like premature menopause. And why would you want to be in menopause in your reproductive years? Menopause is a beautiful time, but it's going to come and like, then enjoy yeah. it then, but like, don't put yourself into, into that unless you have to. And once again, it's a completely personal choice and something to discuss with your doctor. Exactly. And it just gives us talking points. And like, I always find that we don't know what we don't know. And then Mm -hmm. when we are exposed to something, I just love when it's like, okay, well, it might be possible if, what if I question this? What if I've been feeling this way because I've been, like you said, masking or treating the symptoms instead of the root cause. And there's so many things we can do with diet and sleep. Like I had a a client who dealt with severe, severe, like would knock her out for three or four days of not even getting off the couch in PMS. And Mm. honestly, just my, our target wasn't even to help her PMS symptoms. She came to me because she needed help with her sleep and her food, but by getting her sleep Mm. better and her food better and getting her moving that all but vanished. (laughs) So it just shows you that there are other options to explore. If you've only ever been told that hormonal birth control is the solution to all the problems. So just something to consider and keep your eyes open for. So this has been such a good conversation. I have loved it. Now, can you tell everyone, like, if they're just like, this is so interesting. My eyes were just opened. Where can we find more, learn more? Where can we keep in touch with you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's definitely some material. And one of the great books that you mentioned is In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti, who does sort of describe the sort of regulations that you do go through. Um, as far as you finding me, it's dinara.mukh. I'm like this on all of the platforms. And if you are experiencing irregularities, hormonal imbalances, if you're experiencing PMS that takes you out for days, um, it is like you don't don't live in discomfort you don't you deserve to thrive not to survive and the cycle thinking is the answer to so much of it and sort of to your point that you made earlier the client that you had that struggled with pms and so on i went into it because i went into cycle thinking to fix my periods but my weight has came off and i was eating more and exercising less just because i wasn't putting pressure on my body i lost weight my mood swings disappeared just by addressing my period issue just mm. to show how connected our body is to so many other organs. As soon as you begin to address that and like the rest of the puzzle will just fall into place, sleeping, focus, and whatever you need to achieve in life. Oh, so good. So if you check the show notes here, I'm going to link her website and Instagram and the book we just talked about and everything like that. Um, Definitely reach out to her if you have questions on this or you're like, hey, I need help with this. She's the pro. She's the pro. <laughs> it's been such a good conversation. Thank you so much for giving us your time. And for everyone that's been listening in, I hope this has been one of those episodes where you're like, whoa, I just learned something really cool. Cause that's exactly how I learned when I found out about this. I was like, how have I lived in this body for 30 some odd Same. years? And nobody <laughs> told me this. So <laughs> I love this conversation. So true. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Tanessa. Ready to begin each day feeling energized and focused? I'd love to work with you one-on-one. In my Becoming Limitless program, you're going to learn how to optimize your brain and body with science and biohacking so you can be highly productive and grow your business faster. Join me over at tanessashears.com slash work with me. I'll see you there.